Recording live, somewhat live, recording from the back of a proto-drake, flying over the highlands, this is the Underachievements Podcast. With me now is PNG1, also known as Penguin, also known as Devin, and Uncle Joe, also known as June. Guys, please say hello. 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 I'm Big Joe, also known as that unpronounceable name in the guild. <laughs> well, that does it for the intro. Let's actually start talking. That was a wonderful intro, Joe. Thanks. Big Joe. Thanks. We've got to avoid should, the confusion. We, should, we really should work on that. But yeah, I'm I'm Big Joe, just to differentiate from Uncle Joe. We we should talk about we should talk about things because we're here. We should, but. Um, this is a podcast that is sort of meant to detail some of the goings on of the underachievements guild in world of Warcraft. Did I have that right? Is that why we're here? M- mostly? Yes. And you two are actually guild leaders. That is correct. Okay. And I'm supposedly in the guild too. You are still in the guild. <laughs> Ain't kicking you anytime soon, buddy. Okay. Keeping that seat warm for you. I appreciate it. Um, so we know why we're here. People listening might not. We should talk about uh, a few things not related to WoW. Devin, you made me aware earlier today that Steam has, is coming for our wallets. It came from mine today in the form of the Steam Winter Sale. Did you guys buy anything from the Winter Sale yet? They cleaned me out so good on the last one. Um, I'm trying to stay away from it. I ended up getting two things. One of the things I got was the. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember that Elite Dangerous game? We knew some people that played it, and it was really cool looking. Mainly, it's just kind of like a space simulator, like a futuristic space simulator, where you actually have a ship and you cruise around space. There's there's more to it. I'm oversimplifying it, but. Um, it, it was really cool, really involved, but things would literally take days uh, to, to get from point A to point B. You actually had to, it, you traveled in like real time. Um, and apparently flight was very difficult, very, fairly realistic. Landing a ship somewhere was really hard. Um, I thought it was really neat. Never really had too much interest until I saw it was on sale for $750 today. And now it has VR support. So I jumped on that. Wow. Sounds like a very uh, interesting game for VR. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be real excited because I remember when uh, watching somebody play it, they were like looking in their cockpit and you actually had to like turn your character left and right to use different consoles to do different things. Oh, man, that would be a lot of fun. We talk about this off the podcast. I don't I'm willing to bet that anybody that's made it in this far could understand that we we talk, you know, outside of this time and space uh obviously as part of the guild but we also know each other in irl um in irl that's a terrible phrase we'll have to see about putting the vr stuff for elite dangerous through its paces i'm looking at the featured stuff from the steam winter sale which are the wild hunt which are three always popular dishonored two divinity original sin two Walking Dead, for those of you that want to cry, Walking Dead, A New Frontier, and 
Life is Strange Before the Storm, which I think came out a couple months ago. Yes. It's a prequel to Life is Strange. Okay. So let's see. Pick one of these finalists nominated by the community during the same autumn sale. So that's for the that's for the Steam Awards. Yeah, the Steam Awards are I wanted to vote for something. And then I got really complicated because there's several different categories and none of, and all the categories have like quirky names. So you have to read a description on all of them. So uh, I eventually just gave up before I ended up doing it. I remember one of the categories, like one of the awards is named mom spaghetti. I don't remember what it was for though. One of them is defies description. And the, one of the finalists is Gary's mod that yeah, I do not know how to describe Gary's mod. Perfect for that category. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did get another game I was going to tell you about. Have you seen the game Depth? Yes. It's the one where you play the shark, right? Correct. You can, well, you can play, you can play as both the divers and the shark. So you have the divers on the team and sharks can be on the team. Or I think, is it more than one shark? I think you can do more than one shark. I can't remember exactly. It may be one shark and therefore it plays a lot like the Friday the 13th game, except you're a fucking shark instead of, you know, Jason Voorhees, but um, same concept, right? You have sharks, or you have divers rather, that are, I think, uh, trying to salvage wreckage, and the uh, shark is just trying to eat them. I think that's, I don't think he cares about the wreckage. He just wants to eat, and you can tear them apart and whatnot. And you, you, you can have different type of underwater firearms. Uh, you have a harpoon gun. I don't know what else you can have, but I've been told there's other things. So what you're saying is it's a Jaws simulator. It is essentially a Jaws simulator. Um, but thing I was going to tell you guys is they had a good sale on it and I was able to buy a four pack. So I got some codes to give y'all. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I cannot wait to eat y'all. Smile. Big, sharp, toothy grin. But that's all I've I've purchased so far. Well, we'll keep an eye out for it. I mean, you just told me about it today, so I haven't I haven't really looked at it, but I think I think people can understand why Valve puts so much time into Steam and why they do the summer and winter sales. It's really so that they can have all the money. It's also just not to get too far afield on Steam, but it's always nice to look at the progression that we've had in access to games and how how things get to you and how you purchase them because it was not like this i was you know seven or eight years ago even steam was a little bit more difficult i'd say difficult we were not at the level that that we are now that's how things progress and speaking of progression let me do a really obvious segue into another topic um Guys, I'm a self-admitted perpetual noob when it comes to World of Warcraft. And so I've got to ask you two, since you've actually been involved in more than more guilds than this one, as far as progression goes, you got to start somewhere. So as relates to a guild, what goes into starting a guild? Oh, well, I can tell you that... Um this is the first guild I've actually created that, that has somewhat gone anywhere. 
but uh, I do know that it involves a little bit less than what it used to. I know we only had to get five charter signatures, um, but I'll, I'm going to let Uncle Joe talk about it because I know that he's had more experience with running the guild than I have. And I know he's like me. He's also played since Fidelo, but he uh, he he ran our uh, last guild in our last expansion. But uh, Uncle Joe, what do you, can you tell us more about uh, running a guild in WoW? Well, picking it up from where you left off, you, of course, you need five suckers. Uh, I mean, friends <laughs> to uh, sign your charter. That's the easy part, though. Um, especially today, it takes a lot of work to uh, to recruit and maintain a guild because uh, you have that mentality for uh, for current players that they want everything already established. They want uh, they want to know when the raids are coming out. They want to know um, when you're doing your mythic runs, etc. And a lot of people just don't want to wait for a new guild to get started. Thankfully, we have some pretty patient people in our guild. We do not have a big guild, by the way. I'm going to put that out there. Just a handful of people. And the majority of us do our our mythic runs uh, during the week to see how high up we can get. We've become pretty competent at that. We, uh, we're not really a raiding guild, uh, unless you count the time when uh the, the times where somebody says hey you guys want to hop in lfr and and then we do lfr y'all just blew past any understanding that i had so what's <laughs> i'm gonna dial you both back we said it only takes five people so was it it was it previously a higher number i believe it was 10 i think you're right when i first started playing wow started with a different group of friends on uh laughing skull and I remember they wanted to make a guild like as soon as possible. I'm pretty sure there was a level requirement. I'm not sure if there still is. We ended up getting signatures from just random people uh, in Stormwind because we were, I was Alliance then. And um, it dissolved quickly because we joined a better guild, uh, one that was established and had the numbers and was uh, was actually doing things. Everybody that I was playing with at that time the group of friends i knew that i I joined the game to play with they all went off to other guilds they went off to guilds that were doing higher tiers of rating than than the guild we had joined but i managed to stick with that guild all the way through cataclysm wow that's very impressive yeah still communicate with some of those guys now still in laughing skull and they still play alliance i don't even know if my characters they're probably not in that guild anymore but i understand i I, towards the beginning of Cataclysm, I was in college and stopped playing essentially because I had my last uh, couple of semesters there that I wanted to make sure that I could concentrate on. So I did that and did not come back until, of all the things that brought me back, it was Warlords. Not not the best one to come back in on. (laughs) No, I remember thinking, oh man, these garrisons sound cool. But hey, I, I stuck with it and, uh, yeah, I'm still here, and um, and I'm horde now. This is really my only horde character I've made past ten. We won't hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> I came in on warlords, you know, as a as a new player. Uh, that was my first experience with it. We had the other guild at that time that was just us and a few other people that I remember, 
and we mainly did the story content because y'all wanted y'all wanted to le- y'all wanted me to level up. For one thing, we created new characters from scratch on uh, Garona. That was a fun way to do things. I I didn't. I still probably don't have the the big experience of doing a guild just because I'm not quite active right now. Let's see, Cataclysm, and then what was the expansion after that? Was it Mists? Yes. And then after Mist was Draenor? Correct. Okay. You took a little bit of a hiatus. And Uncle Joe, didn't you take a hiatus as well? I missed out on Cataclysm. I, I think I played for the first month in Cataclysm, and I uh, I dropped out. Just I just kind of lost interest in it. And then I came back in uh, for Mists. Okay, well... Mist is where I, I first started noticing um, uh, a lot of changes in guild recruitment. It, and that's where it seemed to me it started to get difficult to find regular players. Now, would you say that that's because maybe with the lower requirement, guilds can form and collapse a little bit more quickly? Or was that always kind of a thing? That, that definitely plays a part into it. LFR also, I think, played a part into it. Oh, um, okay. I think one of the biggest issues, in my opinion, though, there was a guild uh, perk. I can't remember the exact name of it. I think it was cash flow, basically. It would, uh, when someone in your guild looted some copper, silver, gold, it would duplicate a certain amount of it, and it would put it in your guild bank. And it would do that for quest rewards as well. And this caused a big problem because people would start their own guilds purely to get as many people as they could to farm gold for themselves. And so when I came back into the game, you would get maybe 100 guild invites a day if you didn't have a, a guild invite blocker. I think the ability to block that is now built in. Am I wrong? I think it is. I think we've had some issues with it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, the whole guild perk system, I think that, did that come in, not Cataclysm, I think that came in in Wrath of the Lich King, did it not? I don't think it did, but it, it's been so long, I don't recall exactly when. Yeah, I, I, I remember it was really cool when they introduced the guild perks, but as it stands now, it's not it's not something that, you know, you don't go to a certain guilds for the perks anymore. It seems the way guilds uh, have like a, a a level to them. It's, I mean, like I said, we're not a rating guild and I think we're uh, whatever the like max level for the guild is. I may be wrong. I may be completely wrong. We may be nowhere near it. I have no idea. Well, they, they've changed it so everything is uniform now. There aren't really any levels. You Every guild gets the same thing when it's made. See, I don't even know what this game is I'm playing. It's <laughs> You're just clicking <laughs> buttons, huh? I'm just clicking buttons, just truly underachieving at this. Well, that's fine, because that's what we do. Let me tack you a little bit back, because that's kind of what, you know, we wanted to talk about what, the changes have been over the different expansions, but as far as running the guild, um, I mean, as far as recruitment, there's also, there's always like, you may be a professional, you may be, or you may be somebody that does, you know, part-time work or you may, you may even be a student, 
but mm-hmm. you know, I would imagine that just the people around you or that you know who play are probably going to be your first recruits, uh, kind of like how it was with us. And then beyond that, I'm I'm not sure. Like I would imagine people in pickup groups might be good recruits. I mean, how has that worked out so far for for our guild? Well, to be honest, we have a fairly new member to the guild that he just asked uh, if he could join our guild, but it was because he was coming back to the game uh, from, I'm not sure how long his hiatus was, but he used to be in, I think he used to be in a guild with uh, you and Jared, correct, Uncle Joe? That's right. Uh, He left before the end of uh, Mr. Pandaria. He's coming back to the game and now he's, he's our newest member. I think the same day when uh, he came to the guild, there was uh, some random guy in Ogremar that just asked if he could join the guild. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I gave him an invite. Um, He was like a level 29 druid or something. He didn't really communicate in, in guild chat with anybody. And he was just always doing battlegrounds. Um, And he, he only stayed for like maybe a day or two, (laughs) but that's perfectly fine too. You know, we're, we're not actively seeking members. I'm not. I'm. I'm not looking to actually go out and try to herald in the in the middle of Ogre Mario. Hear ye, hear ye! New <laughs> guild recruiting. You know, join the underachievements. And I'm not necessarily looking to do that. I may go do that. I don't know. Just, but that's not something we're currently doing. We're not. We don't have like a closed off guild. Yes, the majority of the guild actually knows each other, and we've met each other in person, and. We, you know, hang out in person, but anybody's welcome, really, you know? Right. So um, we would love to grow our numbers. We don't want to be just a Mythic Plus only guild. We would like to get to uh, into uh, into rating. We're fully open to it. It's just we're a pretty chill guild. Well, enough advertising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we talked about going into guild goals, but I guess you, get, you got it right there. The way y'all tell me, you have enough people to go and out and do the mythic plus pretty regularly i know i see y'all in discord with you know a couple of people active and then you're always using the chat to coordinate so i know since i'm not active it's like eh, get on shoot the breeze but as always you know if you're in the middle of i need heals make sure you dps those mobs all the buzzwords I know we're not going to have a nice, friendly chat. Y'all's attention is elsewhere. <laughs> that's that's during Mythic Plus, yeah, for sure. We're not doing level 20s or, what, or whatnot. I think the highest level we've ever done is an 11, uh, and we happen to have decent uh, supply of affixes that week. We didn't uh, – it wasn't anything outrageously difficult. I don't remember what they were, but we managed to get through it. When, when we go through the higher-level Mythic Pluses – we we do buckle down and we do focus on that. And you're right. We don't just want to somebody to come in and talk about. Boy, do I not like the people that pay me my living wage? <laughs> yes, we we do want to have we do not have time to indulge in that. Yeah, we don't want Mister P Seeks in the channel. You know who else I don't like is these darn harpies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You probably would though. It's like these mobs, these mobs are terrible. 
like right now I can look in Discord and I see that we have some people that are not in WoW, but they're actively on, possibly playing other games. And usually we just shoot a message over to people like, hey, man, you know, you want to come along and, and do some mythics with us? And that happens pretty much every week that we, you know, when we're doing mythics. What would be nice, this kind of goes back towards um, guild goals. Um, what would be really nice is to have more people that we can like shuffle the group makeup. Um, you know, maybe, maybe certain uh, mythic plus or certain affixes may, it may be nicer to have more uh, range DPS or something. Another like full, full uh, five man that maybe we can like do a race at the same time and see who goes through their mythic plus first. Mm. Um, but the thing I would really like to get to is more options for group makeup right now. Pretty much every time we go, uh, Uncle Joe is on heels and I'm on tank duty. I, I have a healer. He's not very geared. Um, I just need to do some runs and, and, and get that gear up. Let's see, Uncle Joe, you actually, who is your tank? Is that your monk? Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> don't even know. Uh, don't, you, never, you never get the tank. Demon Hunter, I guess, would be my best geared character for that. Well, guys, at least you're doing like it says in our charter. You're definitely underachieving with all that. Totally. I'm, I'm really open for letting other people take these roles on. But, <laughs> you know, we, we seem to have like dedicated roles that we stick to in, in the in the game. And I'm fine with bringing whatever character might need help. We've actually had a couple of runs that we've done to where we let Jared go through on a, on a shaman and heal. Uh, a mythic he got a rude awakening there to see how much healing goes into keeping his ass alive in some of these dungeons i don't think he realized like how much damage he was actually taking and the amount of of multitasking a healer has to do for for all the characters just running around in the in the dungeon but that's really nice for dps to get that experience from the tank and the healer point of view and vice versa, tank and healer get the DPS point of view. Well, that's why I only have the one character and she hits things and that's all she does. Yes. But you also have to dodge things. <laughs> Are you saying you have to dodge, dip, duck, and dodge? Yes. You have to do at least two out of uh, those four things. That is always a good thing to remember. Also, another good thing to remember is that we're, we're adults. We have other responsibilities other than playing fun video games. And what that means is, as the apparent adult on this podcast, I'm going to tell you two to uh, go to bed. Yeah, it's it's late. We got started late. That's my fault. You, you did bring up a good point. We're adults. We got jobs. We pay bills. And we play the games when we can. We don't get paid to play games. <laughs> that would be nice, but we don't. We play WoW and other games when we have the chance. We do have a lot of plans in that in that area. It's not 2010 when, you know, game <laughs> capture hardware was just so expensive and you had to build your system the exact right way in order to do it. I think we've all got machines that are capable of at least doing Twitch streaming and capture on the same machine that we're gaming and, you know, not slowing down. Hopefully... We're going to be able to do a little bit more of that in the future and take some time making some things that would be fun to watch, fun to listen to, having more to do with these things that we like to play. 
but we could do that or we could not. <laughs> we got to follow the charter. The charter says that we're underachievers. Yeah, we don't want to overachieve. That's a different guild. It's not in the name. Guys, let's wrap this one up and say good night, good luck, get out there, and go play. Yes. I don't remember if we actually said it, but we actually are underachievements on Garona US, and we play Horde. We'll make some more episodes, and we'll update people on the development of the guild. Maybe we'll get beyond 11s one day. I don't know. Maybe we'll actually do a raid. Who knows? We'll see. Need another healer. <laughs> we're we're going to add to uh, the guild and we're going to we're going to add to the podcast. Like you said, we're close off here. Flip the lights on. You got to go home. Last call, guys. All right. Once again, I'm Devin Penguin, whatever. I'm Big Joe. And there was another guy here. I think his name was Uncle Joe. I fell asleep already. <laughs> How dare you? How utterly dare you? Good night, everybody. Hit the big button. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>